Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. Tensions escalate in the streets of Hong Kong once again as Beijing celebrates 70 years of communist rule. Chinese President Xi Jinping led a massive display of military power over in central Beijing. A stark contrast to these increasingly chaotic protests we're seeing all over Hong Kong, with some activists throwing petrol bombs and setting road fires. The police responded by firing tear gas and water cannon to disperse pro-democracy protesters. Protesters had vowed to seize the opportunity on China's National Day to propel their calls for greater democracy into the international stage. For more on the latest in Hong Kong, our correspondent Jefferson Mendoza joins us from Wan Chai. So what's the latest now, Jeff? Good evening, Kathy. Well, nearby Admiral District as well as Wan Chai District looked more like a war zone. That's because uh, metro station exits were set on fire, tear gas engulfed the streets, and barriers were also set on fire. Now, I had the opportunity to witness more diners at a particular restaurant just a few steps away here. That's because whenever there are riot police roaming over the area, it is a very critical area. That, uh, period. That's because you are more likely to be arrested if you fit a certain profile. Now, there are two young men also who happened to be at the wrong time, at the wrong place, and they were almost arrested. Their documents were searched. Now, thankfully, we as the journalists, we were there filming the the, the, curse, the, the situation, the ongoing progress, but at the end, they were not arrested. Kathy? It is indeed the 17th week of the protest there in Hong Kong. How are our Filipino uh, community, the migrant workers, there in the 17 weeks how have their lives changed as the chaos uh, takes on uh, a different tone here from today I think it's a, a matter of acceptance a matter of figuring out whether or not they should go out or just stay in. Some employers are encouraging them to just stay put within their area or the, the, the district or not to venture out further away of where the protests. As you can imagine, uh, today there were at least six locations that were mentioned or even more possibly as well. Uh, just a few, uh, just maybe an hour ago, Causeway Bay were still, uh, were still in a more uh, a red alert area. That's because tear gas canisters were being shot by riot police. Kathy? All right. Well, thank you so much for the update there and do take care where you are. Jefferson Mendoza live from Wan Chai in Hong Kong. As for the city's markets, there were close for the day for the Chinese national holiday, but the index will reopen Wednesday from its worst quarterly fall since the start of the fourth quarter of 2018. Hang Seng closed half a percent higher Tuesday, but was down over six percent quarter on quarter as the persisting political crisis in the city continued to weigh on the sentiments in the financial hub. Now, the picture doesn't get any brighter here at home. Philippine shares have fallen for a third straight session. As Michelle Long tells us, investors are waiting for Friday's September inflation data before making a move. Philippine shares fell for a third day, starting the brand new quarter on the back foot. 
The index seesawed between gains and losses in morning trade, eventually closing at 77.39. The selling has been more exaggerated because of the fact that there's no volume, there's no buyers in the market. But probably we can expect that to just hover around that uh, the 7,600, probably 7,500. But I don't think that it would worsen because nothing is wrong with the economy. It's still strong. It's just probably flow-driven. If you look at the performance of the currency against the U.S. dollar. We haven't really seen any significant depreciation of the peso. We have, in fact, seen the peso strengthen over the last few days in spite of the BSP bringing down their mm -hmm. policy rates. So clearly, there's <clears throat> a lot of demand for peso. So I think it's just a wait and see. The fourth quarter is seasonally a stronger, uh, relatively stronger quarter compared to the rest, uh, mostly because some of the funds have been already beginning to build up their positions for the next year. No? And of course, the, the Santa Claus rally uh, are really um, apparent in this time of the year. Investors looking ahead to September inflation due on Friday. The consensus, further easing from August 1.7%, many citing the high base effect from last year when inflation peaked in September and October. In corporate stories, it was a tale of two Dennis Oys, one pushing ahead with a purchase in Vietnam, the other no longer going ahead with the acquisition of a stake in National Bookstore. Davao-based Dennis Oy behind Phoenix Petroleum is buying a controlling stake, 75% of Origin LPG Vietnam, which distributes and trades LPG for $17.5 million or nearly 1 billion pesos. This is part of the company's plans to boost its footprint in the region. Well, Dennis Oy of Converge ICT, who also owns Zap Cove Development, has completed its due diligence and decided to back out of its purchase of national bookstore shares from the Ramos family's shell company, Vulcan Industrial and Mining. Oy was previously reported to be planning to buy the shell company to use for his telco bid. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. Philippine factory activity falls slightly in September, signaling a moderate and weaker-than-forecast improvement in operating conditions across the manufacturing sector. It settled at 51.8 from 51.9 in August. It is the lowest since June, but IHS market says it still showed modest increase. It adds businesses were encouraged by a solid rise in total new orders, but difficult trading conditions led to a dampened one-year outlook. As for other ASEAN countries, Malaysia's factory activity rose to four month highs in September, and Vietnam posted its weakest growth since February 2016. The Philippine Senate's Economic Planning Office set to conclude its independent assessment on the impact of the government's second tax reform package on employment. That's as finance officials continue to debate with foreign investors over possible job losses. Wadin de Guzman reports. Philippine Senator Sherwin Gachalian is hoping the Senate Economic Planning Office will be able to clarify conflicting projections regarding the impact on employment of CITIRA, or the Corporate Income Tax and Incentives Rationalization Act. The Joint Foreign Chambers estimates CITIRA in its current form will cost some 700,000 people their jobs. The Finance Department says CITIRA will create 1.6 million jobs. We need an independent pair, pair, of, pair of eyes to look at the data and to validate the data. I think the final assessment will come probably about two weeks from now. They'll be basing their analysis from 
the data coming from corporations themselves. They're going to look at the cost structure. They're going to compare the cost structure to other ASEAN neighbors. But the end goal here is really to reduce and eliminate the risk of job losses. On Monday, the finance department was trading barbs with the American Chamber of Commerce on the issue. SEPO will no doubt be looking into compromises as well, including the suggestion allowing a longer transition period of up to 10 years and the retention of gross income earned tax at a higher rate, which some investors prefer as an all-in tax to avoid dealing with local government units and other government offices. Gachalian, however, laments not all government officials may be able to properly absorb or utilize the information once it is out. Or worse, some may not even care as they engage in what he calls a shotgun approach. Policy-based evidence-making. PSA head national statistician Dennis Mapa says they are working on the recently passed Community-Based Monitoring System, or CBMS, which aims to improve the evidence-based decision-making ability of all public servants. Our deadline is uh, end of October to finalize everything. And then uh, with that uh, comes the preparatory stage uh, as soon as the IRR uh, is uh, is final uh, because 2020 would be uh, preparatory for uh, standardization of the uh, questionnaire, uh, coming up with manuals, and uh, maybe some uh, pilot testing. With a budget of 100 million pesos for 2020, CBMS should equip local government units and PSA field offices to better understand data as well as conduct their own surveys and data gathering, which should allow everyone to better gauge conditions on the ground. Such a setup could have been instrumental in determining the true impact of Satira on its host communities. For now, lawmakers will have to depend on data gathered from companies as well as the pro and anti-Satira parties. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. An official of the Asian Development Bank warns traffic congestion in the Philippines capital is not only hurting the economy, but also causing unwanted social consequences. As Bruce Rodriguez tells us, several shorter-term solutions can be done. This is how traffic jams look like in the most congested city in developing Asia, Metro Manila. The Asian Development Bank cites the lack of efficient and affordable public transport as among the primary reasons for this. Jamie Leather, the lender's chief for its transport sector group, says aside from economic losses, various social costs are also being felt because of the heavy traffic. This includes the up to five hours being spent by workers traveling to and from their offices, depriving them of time with their loved ones. But Leather says there are shorter-term fixes for this problem. One is having a unified authority that would oversee the capital's transport sector. They have to have the control to be able to look at all modes of transport, whether that's the buses, the metro systems, the parking control, the traffic signals, the road maintenance. Now that isn't just split between the various cities within Metro Manila or with MMDA. It's also some of it falls under DOTR, some of it falls under DPWH. He also believes strict implementation and compliance of traffic rules would greatly help alleviate the congestion. Another shorter-term fix, Leather says, is the plan to set up cable car systems in some parts of the capital. 
ADB is actually doing a study with other groups on how cable cars can help Metro Manila, taking note of how such modes of transport have made a positive impact in several communities around the world. In terms of those other countries around the world, the systems have been implemented very, very quickly. But the, the caveat there is that you have to have done all your necessary analysis, feasibility work, detailed design studies, and, and approval and permitting processes before you can ever get a shovel in the ground. It could be a solution for um, one corridor. It could be uh, a solution for feeding into, into the existing mass transit uh, systems existing in Manila. Implementation might be fast, but, or relatively fast, but nonetheless there are a lot of studies to be done. The Philippine government is doing its own study on cable cars funded by the French government. The transport department says consultants doing the feasibility study will arrive this week to know if it's indeed viable. The initial plan is to connect one station of the Manila Light Rail Transit System 2 in Marikina City to the Central Business District in Ortigas. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News. And before we go, a number of brands have launched their campaigns in support of breast cancer awareness this month in October. For Coca-Cola, that means turning its Diet Coke cans pastel pink. The limited edition pink soda cans will be available in some of UK's Asda supermarkets. 10% of the proceeds will also go to Asda's Tickled Pink campaign. Meanwhile, Nike and boutique store Sneaker Room have teamed up for this range of black, pink and white shoes. They go on sale in select stores and online, and all the proceeds will be donated to the Jersey City Medical Center. Now, if you don't like the color pink, Vans has an option for you. The brand has released a line of sneakers designed with pop art illustrations of how to check one's breasts. Made in partnership with the charity Copperfield, the shoes promote early detection of breast cancer which is key to a higher survival rate. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANT YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.